right. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. I All feel, right. I feel, I feel a little underdressed. I just came from the basketball court. <laughs> you know, there's been so many athletes that have made the NBA the highest echelon of, of professional basketball in the world. And uh, there's athletes that can jump as high as the sky, run sure. as fast as, you know, a cheetah. Um, they get hit buckets. They can, they can react. But it's the, it's the special niche of players that have that mindfulness, that have that attacking mode, that relentless mode, that mode where they go ice cold last few minutes. You know, I think, I think that makes a difference between the great ones and the greatest ones, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, it's, to me, the mentality is a really simple one in, in the sense that the confidence comes from preparation. You know, so when the game's on the line, I'm not asking myself to do something that I haven't done thousands of times before, right? So when I prepare, I know what I'm capable of doing, I know what I'm comfortable doing, and I know what I'm not comfortable doing, right? And so in those moments, if it looks like I'm ice cold or not nervous, it's because I've done it thousands of times before. So what's one more time, right? So that leads me to talk about a lot of uh, this Kobe tour this year in Asia is we, we reiterate the Mamba mentality, you know? Can you talk a little bit about what the Mamba mentality is? Because that's something that's been developing over, not, I don't wanna say 20 years, it's been developing for 35 years, right? Right. Since you were a little kid. Well, I mean, I, overall, you know, the idea is a very simple one. And, you know, the Mamba mentality simply means trying to be the best version of yourself. That's what the mentality means. It means every day, you know, you're trying to become better. And it's a constant quest, it's an infinite quest. So starting at the age of two, when I first started playing the game and on and on and on, I always ask questions. I always try to get better every single day, learn more, learn You were more, asking questions at two? Oh, dude, I was asking <laughs> questions all the time. You'd be surprised, like some people, like my kids at two could do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. right? At two, I could dribble a basketball, I could shoot a basketball on the Nerf hoop at the house, and I would go to practice with my father, I would observe my father, um, I'd sit and watch games with him. And was so, he your first coach? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. You know, a lot of things I learned by being, just being around the game, mm -hmm. right? So by the age of six, I was already strategizing versus other six-year-olds, you know? The age of six, I figured out six-year-olds couldn't dribble with their left hand. And so I said, <laughs> a lot, okay. A lot of 12-year-olds can't dribble with their well, left yeah, hand. Well, yeah, I would imagine six. So like, yeah. when I was playing these six-year-old kids, I would make them dribble with their left because I knew they couldn't. <laughs> and so they dribble off their foot, I'd pick it up, lay it up. Do it again, dribble off foot, pick it up, lay it up. So at six years old, I had 63 points. And, <laughs> and uh, I remember my dad. So your six-year-old six self could beat your 38-year-old self because you only scored 60 in the last game. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, listen, I, I just constantly looked for things to learn from mm -hmm. and um, you know, very observant. Okay, so when we talk about the Mamba mentality, uh, you have your exhibition today, starting in Shanghai, right? Mm -hmm. um, also, we've been talking about this whole tour with young kids uh, that are five, 10, 15, 20. We've been, we just did a Kobe Academy right now. We talk about being passionate, mm -hmm. being obsessive, being relentless, being resilient, mm -hmm. and being fearless. Mm -hmm. These are the five pillars of the Mamba mentality. So we'll kind of break that down today. Sure. The first one is, is to be passionate. You know, what, what is that? Uh, is, there, is, there a, is there a moment where you can define your passion for the game or was it just something accumulated over time? Well, I mean, you know, the passion came from the love for the game. You know, I, I loved everything about it, like the smell of the ball, 
You love the smell of the ball. Yes, the ball. <laughs> you know, the smell of like brand new sneakers and like the sound the ball makes when it hits the ground. Sneakers right? in the gym. The <laughs> yeah, the ball going through the net. Like all those things I, I love. And so the passion comes from that because mm -hmm. once you have that love, you just want to be a part of this thing all the time. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you talk about this love, when does it develop? Were you, did you like it when you were five or is this something that kind of no, gradually... It's two. I was born and I was born to play basketball, you know what I mean? And I played a lot of different sports, um, but nothing brought me the sense of, of, of peace and mm -hmm. of uh, escape you know, that the game of basketball did. Is it an escape when you get on the court? Is that your zen time, your, your, your solitude time, yeah, even though it's a teamwork game? Yeah, when I need that escape, it's there for me, right? When I need a friend, it's there for me. You know, when I need to vent and don't dunk and the mama comes it's out. It's there, you know? So, it's, yeah, the game is absolutely everything for me. Mm -hmm. when, when, you, when we talk about trying to get kids to be passionate, I don't think every kid, I don't think your situation is the norm. Not every kid is, knows they're passionate too. Mm -hmm. or five, right? Mm -hmm. How do kids find that passion then? Well, right? I, mean, I, I think as because parents, we you, just try to... You, you, you embraced it right away, yeah, too. I mean, I, I think as parents, we try to put them in different things. Mm -hmm. Try to expose them to as many things as possible, and then uh, see if there's one thing that connects with them. Mm -hmm. you know, because if it does, you don't have to tell them to do it. You know, mm -hmm. Whether it's writing or painting or drawing. You know, if they have that passion, you don't have to tell them. They'll go off and do it because it's just fun. They'd rather do that than anything else. Mm -hmm. So, but as parents, it's our job to just expose them to as many things as possible and see which one they gravitate to the most. It's interesting because you, you talk about kids, right? Originally we were talking about you, now you're talking about your kids and their passions. Do you, do you kind of feel that passion for them? And, and say, hey, yeah. let's go play some basketball or volleyball or let's go swimming? Yeah, you, we, we expose them to all kinds of, I mean, they play a lot of different sports. They do a lot of things creatively, you know, in writing and things like that and designing. And, and um, you just sit back and you just watch which one they move to. And then it's our responsibility as parents to try to set them up for success as much as we possibly can. Do you want them to play basketball? I want them to, to find whatever it is that they're passionate about. Like whatever they feel like their purpose is, then that's what I want them to do. Do they love basketball then? Um, so I, I, my youngest one, um, she does. Uh -huh. She wants to. She wants to play, and she uh -huh. wants me to teach her how to play this summer. And you know, our, our eldest is really into volleyball. Uh -huh. So, and um, but we'll see. You know, passions tend to change. So you're gonna get into volleyball now? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, my sister was a great volleyball mm -hmm. player, so mm -hmm. we have a teacher in the family. Is there is there one moment where you can say it defined your passion for basketball? Is there a story or moment when you said, "Damn, that was mm. that was it. That was like when I felt really passionate." No, it, it doesn't, it never leaves, <laughs> it never leaves. Like, I, you know, the game is just a part of me. Um, so it never leaves. Even now that I'm retired, you know, I, I, everything I've learned from the game of basketball, I've carried it over into life. Mm -hmm. You know, like basketball's helped me be a better person, a better friend, a better How father. So? Well, because there's life lessons that are within the game, mm -hmm. like communication, like unselfishness, um, like attention to detail. and. Um, empathy and compassion, like all those things are in the game. And uh, as an athlete, if we are aware of those things, mm -hmm. um, it helps us become better human, human beings. Mm -hmm. And you can apply that toward your post-basketball post days, retirement into your business world, sure. your future ventures. Sure, I mean, you can apply, you know, I was applying that um, even while I was playing, just in life outside of the game. And, even more so now, you know, in building a business and all these things, you, you know, the kind of culture you want to have, um, 
you know, all those things are, are um, directly uh, learned from the game of basketball mm -hmm. for me. Uh, next up is uh, the next pillar, be obsessive. <laughs> obsessive. That's, I, think, uh, I think a lot of people equate that with you. You know, Kobe <laughs> is obsessive in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this for, what, eight years now, Asia Tour. Yeah. You know, I've been with you for a long way. I, I, the one moment that stands out out of, we've done, I don't know how many done, we've done, what, 800 events. Mm -hmm. The one time was 4 a.m. We yeah. went out to practice at 4 a.m. And that was your idea to do it. But, and I then, mean, you know, all these Nike people are like, no, 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 no let's, not, let's not do that. And then you're like, let's do it at 4 a.m. So you got security, you got brand marketing, sports marketing, going, no, 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 let's not do it. You're like, let's do it. Because that's your sustenance, right? I mean, it, it, to me, it just makes complete sense. Not to us. I'm sleeping at 4 a.m. You're, yeah. you're working out. So well, talk about that. Okay, so if, if, if your job is to try to be the best basketball player you can be, mm -hmm. right? To do that, you have to practice, you have to train, right? You wanna train as much as you can, as often as you can. So if you get up at 10 in the morning, train at 11, right? 12, say 12, train at 12, train for two hours, 12 to two. Um, you have to let your body recover, so you eat, recover, whatever. You get back out, you train, start training again at six. Train from six to eight, Right? And now you go home, you shower, you eat dinner, you go to bed, you wake up, you do it again. Right? Those are two sessions. Right? Now imagine you wake up at three, you train at four. You go four to six, come home, breakfast, relax, so, so, blah, blah, blah. Now you're back at it again, nine to 11. Right? You relax, and now all of a sudden you're back at it again, two to four. And now you're back at it again, you know, seven to nine. Look how much more training I have done by simply starting at four. Right? And so now you do that. And as the years go on, the separation that you have with your competitors and your peers just grows larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. And by year five or six, it doesn't matter how, what kind of work they do in the summer, they're never going to catch up because they're five years behind. <laughs> right? So it makes sense to get up and start your day early because you can get more work in. Is that genetic? Or is that something you, you ingrained and trained yourself? No, it was Who just, taught you that? For me, it was just, it was just common sense. Like, I can, I can, if I start earlier, I can train more hours. And I know the other guys aren't doing it because I know what their training schedule is. Right? So I know if I do this consistently over time, it's, it, the gap's just going to widen and widen and widen and widen and widen, and they won't be able to get that back. Mm -hmm. So it, to me, it was just common sense. I'm like thinking, how can I get an advantage? Oh, start earlier. Yeah, let's do that. When did you start doing that? High school, high school. We start, my first class in high school was seven, at 7.45. I used to get to the gym around 5 a.m. And I'd play before school. Mm -hmm. And then school would start. Who's and playing I, with you at 5 a.m.? My coach. So my coach would show up and we'd do all these basketball drills. Mm -hmm. right? So and just you and your coach? Just me and my coach. And <clears> sometimes <throat> it would just be me and the janitor, <laughs> and, uh, who's still there today. And, um, and, um, and then I'd play at lunchtime. That guy should get a medal. <laughs> I, I hooked him up with a few things, um, <laughs> but I played during lunch and and then practice after and mm -hmm. then you know go home do my schoolwork and then watch a bunch of game film and games on TV and study study film. Was that the only thing you've been obsessed about basketball? Well, in, until recently, yeah. Until recently, yeah. Basketball dominated, you know, my uh, my entire life for mm -hmm. more than thirty years. When uh, when I when I brought it up, like, where do you is it genetic or you just learned it? I mean, how how did that idea even come up? Because that's obviously a, a pillar of mama mentality, the obsessiveness. This is just like you said, I'm gonna get up at four. Everybody's get up at six. 
if everybody's going to get up at four, I'm going to get up at two. Right. Right. How do you how do you develop that, or where do you where do you learn that from? Well, I, I think it's just you know it's just a matter of what's important to you, mm -hmm. and what's important to you for for whatever reason. You know, I, I felt like um, I didn't feel good about myself if I wasn't doing everything I could to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. If I felt like I left anything on the table, um, it would eat away at me. I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. Right? So the reason why I can retire now and be completely comfortable about it because I know that I've done everything I could to be the best basketball player I could be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's where it comes from for me. You can't leave any stone unturned.